Hey video game fans, I'm Ben Bertoli, and this is Memory Card. Today, I'm bringing on a special guest for a bonus episode, because why not? Joining me is Jess Morissette, professor of political science at Marshall University and video game enthusiast. How you doing, Jess? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing all right. Things are kind of weird right now, so I thought it would be nice to uh, bring somebody on to talk about a fun subject. All right. Well, I'm glad to be here. It's my pleasure. Okay, well, let's get this episode booted up. So, Jess, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do we need to know about Jess Morissette, uh, the person and the video game fan? Well, I guess probably my claim to fame is that uh, I maintain a website called the Video Game Soda Machine Project, where I've collected just over 3,000 examples of soda machines from various video games, uh, going all the way back to the early 1980s, all the way through today. Uh, that's probably my most prominent hobby, but beyond that, I'm also, uh, as you said, a professor. I teach uh, political science here at Marshall University. A lot of my courses um, look at popular culture, video games, uh, topics like that. So uh, I'm a longtime gamer uh, who's done my best to try to sneak that into my job wherever possible. <laughs> and what are some of the courses that you've taught over the years or that you currently teach? Probably the big one that I'm teaching right now that I'm most excited about is a course called Politics and Video Games. Uh, but before that, I've taught courses on war and popular culture where we certainly talked about military video games as part of that. I've taught a course called Politics of the Undead, <laughs> where by looking at, uh, at zombies and vampires and mummies and things like that, usually as an opportunity to teach political philosophy. So even there, we, uh, we talked about disaster management through the lens of the Resident Evil series, looking at how, wow, if I were mayor of Raccoon City, how would I deal with an outbreak of uh, the T-virus? Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, again, sort of my way of taking my nerdy interests and merging them with my, uh, with my actual career. There was a, we did an episode a while back, actually, around Halloween, and it's about a canceled NES game that was called Drax Night Out where you played as Dracula, and the game was sponsored by Reeboks. So Dracula <laughs> was wearing these giant Reebok pumps. And yeah, there was like, besides collecting Reebok shoes in the game, there was no reference to the brand beyond that. It's just a normal, like, you know, you're Dracula, you suck blood. But also, you collect cool kicks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to stay, you know, fresh to death, quite literally. This literally sounds like the best video game ever. I can't <laughs> believe I'm only now hearing about it. Well, it got canceled. That's the thing. I think the ROM is still online, but I'll, I'll send you the artwork because it's uh, absolutely fantastic. But yeah, so I did want to talk today about the, uh, the video game Soda Machine project. I, I think I actually saw a tweet on uh, Twitter from Reb Valentine, um, who was asking people to send her different pop machines, different soda machines for Animal Crossing, the, the new Animal Crossing that just came out. Mm -hmm. um, because I guess there's like uh, six or seven different variants with different colors and different logos. And I was like, why? Like, who <laughs> who wants this? You know, I, I mean, I was interested right off the bat. I'm like, man, that I didn't even realize there were that many different ones in the game. I, I had already purchased a red one to put on my beach. Uh, yeah, but then I, I saw that she had uh, gotten enough people to submit all the different uh, soda machines. I had them all lined up and took a nice picture for your website. So how did this whole thing start? It started really as a joke as much as anything. I was uh I was playing Batman Arkham Knight 
uh, one day. And as I was going through it, like I was sneaking around doing the Batman thing in these dark, shadowy, you know, alleyways of Gotham City. Mm -hmm. And I popped around a corner and I saw this just like candy colored soda machine. It was like cotton candy, blue and pink really brightly lit and it just felt so out of place in this environment it was just you know the least batman-y thing you could <laughs> put in a trap. A, yeah and it was just it was so weird just out of left field and i grabbed a screenshot of it and put it on twitter and i just sort of jokingly said you know someone should really start a website where they track all of these sorts of soda machines that appear across video games and I posted a few others that I remembered off of the top of my head. And then some of my followers started contributing a few here and there. So I said, well, maybe I should be the person to start this archive. So I did. And I pretty quickly collected like 50 of them. And I started thinking, it's like, okay, I've probably about hit the limit of what's out there. And then pretty soon it grew to 100. And I'm thinking, <laughs> it's like, oh, this can't possibly, you know, th there can't be that many more games out there with soda machines. Then it was 500, and then pretty quickly 1,000, and today I think the collection sits around like 3,300 oh individual soda machines across something like 1,600 different games at this point. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I never intended for it to grow into something this wild. Like I said, it was sort of a, just one of those tweets you fire off because you're like, oh, like six people may like this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it turned into something that uh, has really grown beyond that. This sounds like a like a something that needs to be compiled into a book. I'm ready to kickstart this <laughs> at any well, moment. Actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm currently under contract to write that book, and uh, I'm way behind on sort of my pace that I need to be on. But yeah, there's uh, there was actually a publisher out there who agreed. Uh, it's uh, sort of an an academic text on uh, the broader purposes and meanings of soda machines and game design. So theoretically, there will be a book someday. Wow. We'll have to replay this episode or have you back on when, when the time comes. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite machines throughout the years that you've either had submitted to you or that you found yourself in the video games? One of my absolute favorites, probably the first one I ever personally remember showing up in a video game would be the Grog machines from The Secret of Monkey Island and the Monkey Island series in general. They reappear in sequel after sequel. But not only is Monkey Island one of my favorite games, what I loved about it was these are games that are set back during the golden age of, you know, Caribbean piracy, presumably like 16th century or somewhere around there. Yeah. And for some reason, when you go to this uh, shipyard right out in front of uh, the building where they're selling used pirate ships out of, there's a, uh, you know, a modern looking soda machine and i just as a kid you know playing this as a 12 or 13 year old i thought that anachronism was just hilarious and it uh it really stuck with me just like that was very much my sense of humor at that age was like isn't it wild to have a pirate adventure but also there's a soda machine around yeah, pirates get thirsty too right they do, and they need their grog. <laughs> um, so no, it, it makes perfect sense. And then um, you know, from there, like as a, as this collection has grown, some of the ones I like best are just the ones with the the most ridiculous names. Um, I mentioned the Resident Evil series earlier. Uh, several installments of Resident Evil feature a soda called Juicy Raccoon, <laughs> which I think is just brilliant. It's just so disgusting sounding, and you know, the idea of it being sold in a place called Raccoon City. Seems really strange uh, to me at some level. 
Killer Seven, uh, which was uh, was an older game, I think on the GameCube, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, originally at least. Yeah, it was Capcom. Yeah, but that game um, had a soda called Handsome Man Executive Cola, <laughs> which I always thought was just uh, just beautiful. And then beyond that, I just really, for whatever reason, love finding soda machines in strange licensed games. I don't know what it is about the idea of like loading up Little Nicky, the Adam Sandler movie game <laughs> adaptation for Game Boy Advance. And in one of the levels, finding a soda machine there. I think just any sort of licensed game like that already is kind of hilarious. Sort of like a you know, Reebok Dracula game. Um, right. But yeah, once you add in, it's like, oh, of course it has soda machines too. And I think that's what's really kept my curiosity through the whole project is just this idea that Man, these things really are everywhere. Probably the the wildest one I've found was in a propaganda game created by Al Qaeda back in the mid two thousands. Oh my gosh! They made a game called uh, Quest for Bush, where the goal was to you know like go out and carry out an assassination on the American president against a propaganda game that they're trying to sell to uh, or at least distribute freely to try to recruit new members. And in one of the missions, you're going through an American military base. And there in the military base is a Pepsi machine. So it's like <laughs> even Al-Qaeda is putting soda machines in their video games for some reason. That's crazy. So what's the oldest machine that you found or had somebody submit to you? Do you know what the oldest uh, recorded video game soda machine is? What I believe to be the oldest uh, video game soda machine is from a game called Catch a Coke that uh, originated around 1982, 1983. And what makes an interesting example was the game was originally created with a little LED screen that was mounted into Coca-Cola machines in the real world. Wow. So the idea was you would go up to the Coca-Cola machine, you'd put in your quarters, and this little game would start. And it would last about 10 seconds. You were a guy on a beach who was running back and forth trying to catch Coca-Colas that a monkey was throwing out of a tree. <laughs> and off to the side, there was a little LED soda machine recreation wow so they mount this on the side of the coca-cola machines you put in your money you play it for 10 seconds your drink dispenses and you you walk away i guess satisfied that you got a drink and a game uh they later adapted it into a little handheld that apparently was given out as a prize to their top salesman that year they occasionally pop up on ebay and i fantasize about blowing a couple of hundred dollars <laughs> on one and never actually do it so have you heard of the game that's called uh, Pepsi Invaders? Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, this is from around that same period. Because I, I was looking into just mascot games in general one night, and I found that, and I guess it, was, it wasn't like something that was released to the public. It was kind of something I guess they would take to like trade shows and let you like play or you know, give it to people who are interested. And some people apparently think that it was called Coke Wins. Yes. But I, I don't know if that's actually accurate. I, I've read that that's like not true, but that's such a great, weird name for a video game. No, I've seen that as well. And even the Catch-A-Coke game I was talking about there, uh, the, the take-home version of it they eventually created comes in a box that just says sell Coke on the outside <laughs> of it, which you'll occasionally hear it seen referred to as that also, as opposed to Catch-A-Coke. It's just sell Coke. Sell Coke. Oh my gosh. Do you, uh, this is a weird question, but you know, we're kind of on a weird topic here. Do you have a favorite uh, soda machine in real life that exists or, or, or maybe how, how about this? Do you have a favorite soda? <laughs> I could probably answer both. Okay. Favorite soda. I am a, uh, a Dr. Pepper uh, kind of guy, maybe a diet Dr. Pepper uh, more frequently. Favorite soda machine. 
And this is a weird answer because I think, you know, probably most people you ask this question may not have an answer to it. But there was a period not long after NASCAR legend Dale Earnhardt passed away tragically that Coca-Cola started putting out memorial commemorative soda machines that featured a full body image of Dale Earnhardt and then like all the normal buttons you would use to purchase your drink. Hmm. And what's kind of funny about it to me is that it almost looks like a giant Coca-Cola sarcophagus <laughs> for this racing legend. <laughs> and I remember seeing these, you know, back years and years and years ago. And then just like about a year ago, I was at an event for my daughter's school that was held at a local community center. And they still had one of these Dell Earnhardt Memorial Coca-Cola machines there. Wow. And I started thinking again, because too much of my life is governed by soda machine related uh, <laughs> nonsense at this point. I thought to myself, it's like, should I go offer somebody money for that? And then I was like, no, of course I shouldn't. That is a, <laughs> that would be a bizarre thing to do. It's like, I've never watched a NASCAR race in my life. That'd be, uh, but yeah, that one is just so bizarre and like weirdly ghoulish that uh, it's probably my favorite. Wow. I saw somewhere, I think it was on Reddit that someone posted that there's one remaining star wars episode one pepsi machine somewhere like just they, they've they never swapped the art out or whatever but it still like works and <laughs> i just thought man that's got to be worth something to, to somebody oh, yeah no that, that sounds amazing yeah <laughs> have you ever been to japan where all the soda the soda machines you know are everywhere oh i'd love to no the closest i've come you know is playing like the uh, yakuza games and mm -hmm. uh briefly google had i think it may still be up google put up a uh, google maps version of where in the world is carmen san diego that allowed you to use street view to go in search of uh of carmen san diego around the world so i did walk around the streets of tokyo a little bit in that game and looked at a <laughs> bunch of soda machines there but uh it's probably not fair to count all of those uh, toward my project yeah my wife and i have been to japan twice uh, we actually went last summer in 2019 and I tried every day to, to find a different soda machine and get a different drink out of it and like take a picture and, you know, tweet it out. There was something that was just called Pepsi Japan. Oh. It was like Japan Cola. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, does it taste like Japan? So I got it. And it just had more of kind of like a fizzy kick to it. But I was like, all right, now I know. No, I'd love to go sometime. It's, uh, my university off actually offers some uh, teaching abroad opportunities in, in Japan. And when our daughter gets a little older, it's something I'd like to pursue. Just because, A, I'd love to go to Japan, but you know the, the vending machines wouldn't be a bad uh, bonus to that. <laughs> True. So if people find a vending machine that they think uh, might not be in the collection, or if they want to go uh, look at all the ones you currently have, where, how do they do that? Where do they go? They can go to the website at uh, vgsmproject.com. If you search for video game soda machines, though, it comes up pretty close to the top, as you'd imagine. If they want to submit one to me, uh, they can uh, email me. My address is there on the uh, website. Also, you can check out uh, my Twitter, at uh, DecafJedi, where uh, I post a lot of these when I find them. And it's a good place if people want to tweet a screenshot that they've found at me. A lot of people submit them uh, that way as well. Okay, so so you're a big Star Wars fan, I take it. I am a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> so a, so we need to find the Episode One soda machine for you. Yeah. No. Honestly, um, <laughs> you know, if I if I wasn't doing an interview right now, I would totally be googling that and uh, and trying to get to the bottom of uh, 
you know, whether I could get my hands on one of those as well before again coming to my senses and realizing I probably don't need a vending machine. Well, that sounds like a good use of your time. So uh, we're going to let you go. But <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming on and telling us about the project and uh, all your awesome thoughts on the undead and soda machines and everything else. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's all for now. We hope you enjoyed our little bonus episode. Thanks again to Jess for coming on the show. Thanks to Jamatar for letting us use his amazing track Midori as our opening and closing theme. And as always, thank you to all of our wonderful patrons for continuing to support us. We left this episode ad-free for everyone. And if you'd like all your episodes like this, we hope you'll consider supporting the show through Patreon. You can find out more on patreon.com memcard. Season 3 is still on the way, but there's always a chance that we'll have more surprises for you in the near future. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a review if you enjoy the show. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to chug this can of Handsome Man Executive Cola.